0: This is the Nerds Adulting Podcast, a show by nerds for everyone. If you would like to know more, please go to our website, nerdsadulting.com, or you can follow me on Twitch, Instagram, or Twitter at PistolPete underscore Nap. If you would like to support the pod, please check out our Patreon, where donators can get t-shirts, pins, or stickers. Also, don't forget to join the Discord to join our awesome community of nerds. Check the description for all of the links. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Nerds Adulting Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Peter. I am joined, as always, by Josh. How's it going, buddy? How you doing?
1: Hey, Peter. What's up? I'm excited to be here today. It's going to be a whole lot of fun talking about Dungeons and Dragons.
0: <laughs> yes. So I am really excited because we have a few guests on here today. We have Ooh. Chrissy or Chrissy Crits. How are you doing?
2: doing really well i'm excited to be here i love awesome. talking
0: about D. so i am super excited to have you on here um it's gonna be a, be a lot of fun we also have someone that's been on the podcast before when we talk some wrestling uh big cat what's up man how's it going
3: oh uh, you know messed around and brought me back here. It's good.
0: <laughs> well it's good to have you man really excited i know i keep saying i'm excited did you guys know i'm excited does it sound like i'm excited because i think i am <laughs> yeah and then we have Somebody new, but who is one of one of my mods, Twitch on Discord, Mod Extraordinaire, Burning Speed is here with us. Burning, how's it going, man? Hey, going good. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. I'm super excited and pumped to have you here. I already said excited again for like a joint time. Yep. But anyways, so I have gathered you all here this evening because we played some Dungeons and Dragons uh, last week, last Monday, and it was... Super fun! It was my first foray into the uh, a campaign, or just getting into it, and I was really nervous and stressed out. But it, it was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed it. So this episode is sort of for like new players and people that are just that are just interested in D anD D and like like to talk about it. So I'm I have some questions for y'all. We're gonna have a panel discussion, and I'm really excited to talk about this. Do you all ready to get into it? I'm ready, yeah. man. Let's go! All Absolutely. Right. I already, I already know there's like five parts here. I'm gonna edit edit out. <laughs> so if there's awkward silences, <laughs> trust me that's gonna get edited out. But all right. So the the first question I have is Since this was my first time playing and I had some interesting stories to tell the whole experience up into scheduling and everything. So I kind of want to know your all's first foray into Dungeons and Dragons. Like, uh, how did you first play it? Like, how were you introduced into it? And like, what was that kind of experience like? So I'm going to lead off with Chrissy. I'll let you take that question
2: first. Wow, my first D&D experience ever? Um, I was probably like 16 or 17, and I'm, I know, I'm not sure if this will be streamed video-wise anywhere, but if you were looking at me, I'm much older than I look, (laughs) so that was a long time ago, and it was at a local game shop, It was like a comic shop. I walked in, and I really wanted to play D&D, and I was the only female at the table, and the table was pretty awful, because back in the day, us girls trying to come in and usurp the male nerddom was not that great <laughs> so um, that was my first experience ever which is a very sad experience to explain but it did introduce me to D&D and I started playing on my own after that so. So I was about 16, 17 trying to be super cool and hip in a comic <laughs> shop playing D&D and be- that
0: yeah wait so you just walked in and was like oh they're playing d can i play was that or was there any like build up to it behind that like you <laughs> love it you wanted to or was it like, yeah a so i
2: had i had heard about D D from some friends of friends and the whole nine yards and i had a weekly pull from the comic shop that i used to go in weekly and then i would see them sitting there playing and i was like oh man i really want to do that i want to play D really badly so i was like talking to the to the guy behind the counter and I was like oh can I just come in and play and he was like yeah sure okay I guess and I showed up and the people at the table had no idea who I was and it was just a messy experience <laughs> but I did I bought the book back then I think we were in an earlier edition of d and and I bought the book and started DMing myself so but then I stopped for a really long time because I was like no I can't do that I'm just too nerdy
0: it was too dirty. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I do actually... <laughs> okay, ah, go, different time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Life took a weird turn there for a
0: little bit. So you actually hit on a couple of things that, I, that I'm going to lead into uh, throughout this episode. So uh, I'm kind of glad you brought that up. But before we get into the other, other things, I'm going to let... Burning. I'm interested in you because you're probably the next longest tenured D&D player here. What was your first experience like? How did you get into it?
4: Uh, well... I was first introduced to D&D by my older brother, Red Gear. You, you know him yeah, yeah. on Discord. Mm-hmm. And the way he introduced it to me was through YouTube videos from D&D YouTubers. And then I was just interested. I talked about it with some of my friends in high school, and we just kind of went, hey, let's just play a game of D&D together. Oh. Uh, we first uh I did a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, is the best part of D&D it, for me, just when things go downhill fast yeah yeah that
0: they can ha- i noticed that that can happen in the D game or a D campaign i noticed yeah. that can happen real quick i guess it depends on your dm too, which we'll get into i want to talk about our dmd uh session as well because there's some funny moments i thought that that went on big cat so you were actually you My correct me if i'm wrong Uh, last Monday night when we played that was your first actual foray into playing D&D but you sound like you had some experience with it as far as watching other people play so like what was your experience leading up to that first
3: game of yours yeah so when we played the other night that was my uh my first experience actually being in the game but I mean I had a bunch of friends that played in high school and they were always trying to get me in but I was busy with football then so I couldn't and Hanging out with work friends, they'd always have a game night and play, but I didn't understand what was going on. So I'd watch as best I could, but I always wind up going off and doing something else. One day I was just cruising around on YouTube and I was watching Up Up Down Down and they were doing a campaign and I was like, all right, this is the moment I'm going to take to sit down and watch how this works and see if I can figure this out and kind of got interested. So when you brought up the opportunity to try and play. I was like, why not? Let's go ahead and give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's.
0: I will say, I did. I did watch some videos of like people playing D anD D, but I still was left very confused. Like some people have, like so different. Everyone's and like some people have, like we talked about. Like we talked about theater of mind, which funny story. like Josh had explained to me what theater of mind was. I was like, "What's theater of mind?" But apparently, it's just you imagining it in your head, and everyone's just it's sort of like a discussion. You don't have any visuals, and so Josh had explained what theater of the mind was, and so. I would watch these videos. And I'm like, wait, what are they doing? Like, how does this work? And then we got into the the character sheets and stuff. Which I will say, D and D Beyond was really great for a new player. I will say that much. If you the way they had the character sheets and the way we walked through it was really cool. Josh, co-host buddy. So you've been playing for a little bit now. What what was your first foray into? Because yours was a little bit different than 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 mine this Monday night. So what was your first? Yeah, foray? So, how did you get uh, into it? Like, what did you know about it?
1: So. I have a Viper Actual on the Discord is my real life friend. We've been friends for 11 years. We served in the National Guard together. And we have literally a day has not gone by where I have not talked to him. And he's told me like, oh, this is really interesting. I'm reading about it. Or like I told you how he tells me about Halo lore or about Warhammer lore. He he had a buddy that was also in the army with him, but he was his, I think they were in the same unit together. And he played Dungeons and Dragons. And so many years later, now he's out of the military. They both are, but they both live in the same state, like within 10 miles of each other or something like that. And so he invited him over to play for the first time. And he was like, dude, I played Dungeons and Dragons. It was a lot of fun. It was hard to learn. And I was like, cool. If there's any time that I should do this, it's now with somebody that I know, right? And so his uh, buddy, he had sent me a bunch of resources. He sent me blank character sheets. He sent me the link to the wiki dot. He walked me through it. I created my character. And then my first game of d and ever was a one shot that he had written himself. And I struggled the whole time understanding and like getting into it and understanding the capabilities of my character and the things that I had available to me, I would forget. But then came the stint of creating a character. Right. And I had struggled with uh, what's it called? Something Forge, where you create your character in 3D online. I literally made like 30 characters, just like Hero Forge, right? Hero Forge, Hero Forge. Yes. Thank (laughs) you very much. I had struggled with deciding on what kind of character I wanted to be. I had, but my first game ever, I was trying to do things that you could not do because there are some limitations to Dungeons and Dragons. So, like, I tried to grapple somebody that was, like, around the same strength as me. And I was like, and I pick him up and I rip his head off. And then my, my buddy was like, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. That's not, he was like, that's not how grappling works. And I was like, all right. He did make it easy because he, does, he plays with the rule of cool and lets you describe your kill once you uh, terminate the target or terminate your enemy, or whatever. And then I started playing more and more, and every time that I've played since then, aside from when I played with you guys, has been me on camera, and then the rest of the players are in a real room with each other. And I'm the only one on camera on a 70-inch flat screen in the living room in front of everybody. That's been every game after that has been like that. So what? what's the rule of cool? So rule of cool is like, if you're, my understanding is, if there's a rule that you are clearly breaking, if there's like an in-game rule or an in-game nuance that you're clearly going out of boundary with or breaking, then if it's cool enough and it kinda makes sense, the D- it's up to the DM to allow it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I knew what it meant, but I just I mean, wanted to ask because cri- cri- I want new players cri- to know. You said something okay. else too, I'm trying to remember. You said something else that you referenced we did a one-shot. Oh, one we were like, what's a one-shot? So I kind of knew what it was when we talked about it. A one-shot is basically just a one-time campaign that everyone can go through. You don't have to... cause yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not the expert here. But you can do a, a campaign that progresses through multiple play sessions over time. And that, that's all dependent upon the the DM and the structure of the game and, and whatnot. So I wanted to do a one-shot, which our DM, Luca Locke, she she put together this really great one shot and so i want to know how how normal or how often is it does a dm present something in a campaign or a campaign and the players just go a thousand miles in the opposite direction and not the intended way and how what is that like a normal thing for you all Chris, I'll let you go.
2: Yeah, so players go in the opposite direction 100% of the time. I got it. Across I, the board. I
1: At, <laughs> I got at some point during the campaign, that does happen. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, so I think the the cool thing about D&D in any sort of TTRPG, a tabletop role-playing game, anything that you can play collaboratively, you get like a group mindset of, oh, we can do all the things, then I'm going to try to do all the things. So it it happens every single game. I think it's up to the, the GM or the DM, whichever phrase you prefer to use, um, the dungeon master game master. I think it's up to them to kind of wrangle the group in and get them to where they're supposed to be. Um, I think for myself as a, a DM, I have a starting point and an ending point and that's it. That's like, that's it. And a couple of things in between, in the off chance my characters decide to go there, or my players. But for the most part, from the beginning to the end point, is it's up to the, it's up to the people around the table. So yeah, uh, I would have to say a lot of the time they go 100% in the opposite direction. <laughs> uh, when you think that they will try to fight their way out, they will absolutely try to romance somebody. When you think that they're going to try to romance a character, they will absolutely punch them in the face. When you think that they should run because the, the enemy is much more bad than they should bother, they will stay and fight. It is just an endless. <laughs> uh, but I think that's what makes it amazing. That's yeah. my favorite part of it.
0: So the reason why I'm asking this is because at the end of our game, I was like, I, I, was like, I knew we were done. Like I, I could pick up what Luka was trying to do. Like We were done. Just use the wand. Use it on this thing. We're supposed to use it on the sheep. To turn it back or whatever, because that's what she wanted us to do. But like Infinite was like Infinite the player's not with us was like, I wanna learn this
1: magic. <laughs> and then he's yeah. like I was like she's <laughs> like, it would take you a hundred years and he was like, I'll I'll do it. <laughs> he's like, I don't care, I'll do it and like Luke is trying to like guide
0: him, like, no, it is not what I'm trying but you know, she did such a good job. And I'm sitting here like, dude, Infinite. I was like, All right, and then I like jokingly said like, All right <laughs> Um, my character's name was Farz. All right, Farz—he was leaving. Like Farz—he was grabbing stuff. He's ready to go. Yeah. He doesn't care about your damn wand, or about your magic. He's out of here. Um, and then, yeah. so that was that was really funny. All right, actually, my next question—I just thought about that. And that's why I want to ask. It. Actually, my really my next question is is sort of like for everybody. One of you mentioned Dungeons and Dragons not being really cool like per se like I know I I grew up in the 90s so I gra- I graduated in 2001 so like the 90s like, I was I just had no one to play D&D with I was very nerdy I was in this other no one just was like into D&D and would, would play and so I just think not to experience it but now it's like so mainstream I feel like I mean you have Joe Manganiello playing it and you have Vin Diesel playing it I'm like if Vin Diesel is playing Dungeons and Dragons, like it's got to be okay for like as far as socially acceptable. So I kind of wanted to know, what do you all think about it? What do you all think about it being so mainstream and everyone liking it and everyone knowing what it is and playing it? And it, like, are you for that? Do, do there Are things you don't like about that? I'm kind of curious to know. So, burning speed, I'll let you go first on this question.
4: There's like good sides and bad sides as well. The good side is that uh, you can get so many great stories out of this so many people to experience it with. The other best is that you get too many people to experience it with, which can greatly lead to the horror stories that you might hear on certain websites. Yeah. <laughs> like you might get someone who makes homebrew that's just too broken or some, some DM that just does it let's players you anything or do nothing at all.
0: Yeah. I've read some horror stories on the D and D subreddit. I mean, some like cr- I mean, crazy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, People like being re-traumatized from their personal experiences and things like that. I'm like, God, it's awful. But I guess that's like when anything gets so big, you're going to have really, really great things. And then you're going to have really, really terrible things. I mean, like I was going to say Fortnite, but I just I think Fortnite's just terrible (laughs) all around. But but Big Cat, what do you think about it being so big and popular now?
3: I mean, I'm pretty much all for it. I'm never one to be a gatekeeper of it. I mean, if it's something that you want to try out and experience and learn to enjoy, then I'm all for it but make sure you're getting into it for the right reasons. Don't think you're gonna use it to gain clout or popularity or, you know.
0: Or like on Twitch
3: stream, so other people yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, as
1: long as you're in it for the right reasons, then why not?
0: Yeah, 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 I, I think I agree. Josh, what about you?
1: I think that its growth and popularity is uh, incredibly positive. One of the reasons being, it the game itself allows you to really express yourself it allows you to be expressive as a person and move into different characters and come out of your shell. I think that it's a good thing because you have people that might think that, oh, I, I like these kinds of things. There's no way for me to express that in a group setting. And then you come around a group of d and players and they're like, yeah, you can do that. Or they're like, yeah, you can totally play your character like that. It's your character. You get to be who you want to be. And then you have other people too. Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn have played D and D, you know, it, it, you have these crazy groups of people. And when it comes to looking at how D and D has, how far it's come. Cause I think D and D was created in the seventies. If I'm incorrect. And so back in the, back in the day, there was so much misunderstanding and stigma around it. People used to think it was just people gathering to like try and summon demons and stuff. It was really demonized because people didn't understand So I think that it's gain in popularity is and especially through the mediums that it's being that it's being like uh, streamed or distributed through through social media and other online platforms. I think it's a really positive thing. And I'm glad that I didn't have to deal with it back when it was so stigmatized. And I feel horrible for (laughs) the experience that Chrissy had to go through expressing how I tried, just went into a game shop full of dudes. And I was like, I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. And they tried to gatekeep me super hard. Like that doesn't sound fun at all, but I'm glad that she was able to get there. And that's, you know, that's progress. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm proud of it and I'm glad I'm playing it now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I plan on playing it again myself. I had a blast and I just, I, I can't wait to, it's my character. Cause like, it was really cool. Was that like, you can play a character, which Chrissy's character. I can't remember the na- the race of character you played, but you were like a an she was barn owl, a barn owl. Uh, a barn owl. <laughs> well, she was like a, a an owl, and the way I didn't know this, but Luca had explained it to us that she couldn't communicate with us in like English. She had to communicate with us with. Like motions, like hand motions and stuff, and it was weird. Like, but it was really fun to kind of like how you were describe it to us, and so. But that's just what made it even cooler to me was I was just I was just cosplaying myself. <laughs> I was basically myself as like uh, as Robin Hood is how I imagined. I imagined Peter Quill as Robin Hood, and that just that's just what I was playing. But then you can actually branch out, and there's like you can role play, you can act. I just thought that was that was really cool. Really, really. Really, you really could immerse yourself in the game and it seems almost like could be very therapeutic for a lot of people chrissy i'm interested sure to get your thoughts on this because you sound like you played for a while so you've experienced the some of the low points of D and i'm guessing a lot of the high points of D. what do you think about the way dungeons dragons has progressed socially throughout since you started playing
2: yeah popular, so you know? i'm going to just say this really quickly so you both have just recently said two things that will get me to talk endlessly. So you'll have to tell me to stop <laughs> talking. <laughs> All
0: right. We get the timer out so, We get the that's timer it, up. Put the timer on.
2: <laughs> uh, so, uh, I love dungeons and dragons. It was my first, it was the first thing that got me into TTRPGs. That being said, when I got into D and D, it was a very gatekeeped strange time. So, you know, I know, it was touched on already about like the, the seventies and eighties, everyone being super concerned about the satanic panic stuff. I didn't quite have to deal with that. Obviously I was more in the nineties, but I will say that a lot of my experience was when it was bad, it was really bad. And it was based around kind of like Big Cat even said is like people just wanting to keep something for themselves. And I think that that to some degree, is like a normal human behavior. When we really love something, when it really means a lot to us, we want to protect it. And we do some, sometimes some dumb things to do that. So I try not to think about the really bad bits so much um, and how it's progressed has been pretty uh, pretty awesome to me. I mean, I'm in the same boat as in thinking that like the progression has been pretty beautiful to watch. So I've watched this thing that, that we've gone from playing in literal basements you know where our characters the the extent of our characters you know you could be legolas or you could be you know uh an orc you know what i mean like there wasn't yeah, too right. much there were there weren't too many things there weren't too many places to go with characters it was like you're either a barbarian you're gonna smash it Oop! can you cuss on this podcast <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Okay. oh yeah, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, i
2: just said it without it's thinking it's called nerds you know? adulting
0: we know, are all adults here
2: <laughs> listen i have a I will cuss a lot. Curse as much um, as you
0: want. Curse to your heart's content.
2: (laughs) Okay. So, you know, before it was like, you couldn't um, quite pick characters as interesting as they are now. I think that as editions come out, it, it changes the game a lot. It's less focused on combat and fighting and more focused on, hey, how can you make your character interesting? How can we get people to enjoy this game? And I think that's wonderful. I think the more people we can get and you know, Pete, I'm going to call you out a little bit because I, uh, you said something that is my forte. You said it could be therapeutic. And like, that's my, that's like my wheelhouse is like, I do therapeutic D and D. So I do that in my therapy practice. So, oh. um, it's the idea of like, yeah, we can do some really beautiful things with this and it's come a really long way. And then seeing all these famous people playing or even catching shows, like, I don't know critical role dimension 20 like uh critical critical misses rivals of water deep like all of these these famous i'm gonna use the word famous because i'm not really <laughs> sure like in our maybe in our world they're famous right like maybe not big screen famous but um you know getting people like terry cruz to play and i know we've listed a whole bunch of them but it's just phenomenal to see like all of these people embracing this kind of funny subculture and just saying like, yeah, it's really not that bad. It's actually pretty amazing and does some amazing stuff. So
0: yeah,
2: I love it. I'm all for it. More D&D, more good.
0: Yeah. I, I think we can all agree on that on, uh, for this group uh, tonight. But so you you talked about something about how, th- so my boss, he's a little bit older than me. I would say, I don't know how old he is. I'm going to guess, Brian, if you're listening, because he listens to his pod, don't get offended. I'm going to guess he's 10 years older than me. I'll say that. He looks good for his age, though. <laughs> but <laughs> he, I was telling him about the game because he played it a lot when he was, you know, younger. And so this is also going to transition to my next question. I had a moment that I absolutely loved in our game. I had the opportunity to have a killing blow, and so I was like, as soon as I, as soon as I had the opportunity, I knew in my head before I do I was like, I'm going to do something really cheesy but super cool. Like I just knew what I was going to do immediately. So basically, what happened was I got the killing blow. And I told Luca our DM that I was like, okay, after I hit the bear with my with my axe, I'm gonna drop down to the ground and do a black widow pose, and then the bear's gonna fall behind me, <laughs> you know. And like, and then, all of you guys loved it. I think Burning Speed, either you or Infinite, gave me like a golf clap and everything. It was just a, such a cool moment, like mm-hmm. you know, like something so simple, but it was a really cool moment. And I was telling my bosses, and he loved it. He thought it was hilarious, but he said something like you like you were talking about this, and it wasn't quite as nuanced. In the past, when he played, and then now like it's so creative that people we can take things that we've seen and you know, and things that we wanted to do in real life. And who I mean, who wants to kill an evil bear? You know, kill something evil, you know, and do a superhero pose and uh, let it fall behind you. You know, fall down behind you, dead. You know, so <clears throat> that is something that like, I'm gonna remember that forever. And the fact that we got it on stream, so it's recorded, and I clipped it, so I'm always gonna remember it. But that's this is leading to my next question. What was your favorite moment or a moment that so someone asked you, what was your favorite moment in D&D? What would you say, Josh? I'll let you take this one first.
1: Oh, my favorite moment from Monday or period?
0: Just period in general. I'm just saying that that was my example because I already had mm. one game to play. That was my
1: favorite game of all time. <laughs> I would have to say I can't think of one. I will say the story you told me about it's... the
0: hilt. Remember when you grabbed the dudes? That's all oh, right. That was yeah, cool. So-
1: yeah. So this is that. That was actually during my first one shot when I didn't understand grappling. I tried to grab. Uh, we were looking for information, right? And our DM uh, was call him Bono. He had devised this whole thing for us, and we had to get information from this person who we had previously played a betting game with, and I had lost some money. Or no, I won money, but I gave him my earnings anyway. In the in in my head, I was like, that's good, like, that's good sportsmanship. Like, I did win and I should be getting your money, but I'm gonna pay you what I would have paid if I lost, anyways. Because he was like a big, strong, like mercenary leader, right? Mm -hmm. And so later on, after talking to a point of contact we had to speak with in a tavern to get information about where we had to go next, he said that. I'll tell you what you need to know if you go and uh, kill this guy. But it was the mercenary leader we had to kill. And I was like, oh, no. Like, maybe I can talk. To- In my head, I remember being like, maybe I can talk to him because, like, I'm cool with him now because I gave him my earnings. Maybe I can be like, hey, man, this guy's like, really mad at you. Like, <laughs> so, but instead, I don't know why, while I was approaching him, without telling, saying anything to viper i pulled out my hand crossbow and shot him now it i missed it grazed him and he got upset and we got a little tussle but it was a cool fight and i was like oh i grabbed i was like i slash him whatever and i cut him and i he was bleeding from the chest and he was a butt and i was like i did like a jumping slash at him and i was basically i was like at knee height i mean i'm a seven foot half orc that weighs 280 pounds, but whatever. But I was down on one knee and he was going to swing on me with his sword. He misses. The DM rolled and he missed. And I was like, oh, can I reaction and grapple? And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay, I would like to crush his hands on the hilt of his sword. And he was like, roll strength. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I hit like like a 19 or something. And he was like, okay, so you break his hands. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) And I thought that was super cool. And so I don't know, just that was my my first D&D experience is probably one of my favorites because we got to go into like a sewer and fight like these skinwalker type of monsters or like these ghouls. And we had to swing me and Steven were swinging from a hemp rope hanging from the middle of the sewer with the the light from the city streets coming down over us, and we're climbing, and these things are coming up from the sewer going ah! and screaming and trying to kill us and stuff i don't know. it was just a good time my first my first d and d experience was so such a positive experience other than other than me learning and what to do and not to do, but it was cool yeah, I think that's something that
0: like I was always worried about because i'm always very. I don't want to say. I'm always very concerned with other people's experiences. You know, I'm always aware, and I didn't want to be the one guy like, "Well, can I do this or what does that mean?" I don't, I don't remember. Oh, can? I'm sorry, guys. Wait, hold on. a second. And I felt I really was stressed out about that. But we had, I think we had a really, I think the group of people was very important too when you're playing because we had. I'm a very sarcastic person. I'm always joking, and there may not be always funny, but we, you know, like they're just that's just me. And then I think we had an excellent group for that, and that's what I loved because. I asked Luke at the end, I was like, you know, sometimes some people can be very serious. You ever have, she's like, oh yes. I know you have people that are just super serious. They don't want you to joke around like that. They want you to do it. So I think having the group, the right group for your first time is super important. And I didn't really think about that. I just put a group together as much as quick as we we could do it. Just so we could play for the, for the stream and for the community. So that turned out okay. Uh, Burning speed. You had a really cool moment. I got to say, in our game that we played, when you were on the back of like this altered, like sort of like half wooden dragon. And as you were, riding it doing damage infinite was using his magic and you were taking damage that was such a cool I loved it It was so so much fun to just sit back and watch but in general what is what was a favorite moment of yours
4: honestly there's like a few favorite moments of mine but probably top one was from the first time I played where everything just went downhill instantly when we first started playing <laughs> so we were approached by a couple of ogres and one red one and he growled at us to get out of his forest and one of our allies thought it'd be a great idea to be sarcastic with him saying okay which way is to get out and as he kept pushing his buttons he eventually started an optional fight (laughs) which led to one of our allies getting seduced by said red ogre who had a blood sucking axe in one of our fainted allies (laughs) nice yeah uh yeah, it just went downhill so fast that we don't even know how this all happened.
0: That's interesting that like everyone's for, like so far, you all like your first experiences like that was it. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, that's I think yeah. I'm gonna li- I'm gonna remember so many things from our first game too myself. Bickie, I know that was your first game. Do you like was there a time in that game that you just you had a favorite moment or something that you know that sticks out to you
3: from the game?
0: Probably treating that wolf. Oh, that's right. Didn't you like hit him with his spear? Yeah, you hit him yes, with your uh, spear. And he went flying. To killed him
3: i was trying to attack the the orc and that attack just completely whiffed and so i used a secondary to launch my spear at the at the uh one of the wolves that was attacking strix and like it was a one-shot kill 25 i rolled a 25 on it and that thing was obliterated yeah that's
0: right yeah i remember that because i was like in my head like you were fighting the orc as i was with you essentially I, i think i was with you and i was like I hope he just. I hope he doesn't kill him because I want to get a killing blow. I was like, "But don't die!" And I was thinking in my head, like, <laughs> and it all. And then, and then it worked out. You got your kill, and then I got my kill. But um, that was funny. You talk about dice rolls, man. <laughs> I felt like that was that was an interesting foray for my first game. Everyone's dice roll sucked for a while, and that was like, "Oh, okay, I get it now. I understand this." The uh, dice tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Christy, what about you? What was what your? I, mean, I guess. You probably have a lot what would you say is your favorite moment from D D?
2: um i would probably say oh geez um so i play in a i play in a like a persistent campaign on uh tpk role play and it's a victorian paranormal society game so it's set in like a magical 1800s victorian london and Sherlock Holmes is one of our NPCs who like sends us out on like magical who who done it kind of mystery thing. So probably one of my favorite moments was my character in that game. Her name is Aurora, and she is an air Genasi fighter. So she just likes to do the punch And uh, and <laughs> <laughs> so she she's just a big on the punch And we, the GM, had been telling us, and our GM for that game, Cole Robbie, is, he's kind of like a trickster, so he'll tell you like, no, like, the game will be fine if you make smart decisions, and we're always like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's always like, there's like a question mark at the end of it, where it's like, what? So he was saying like, no, I'm going to give you we're gonna go on hiatus for a little while until summer, and then when the fall comes up, so I'm gonna give you a nice, easy episode. It should be fine. You guys should be fine. But he kept saying "should be fine," right? So I get into this game, and we get into the into the session and streamed on um, on Twitch. And the game prior, Aurora had almost died. So she had she had been taken down to like three hit points, and like we were fighting a legendary creature. So we were fighting, actually, like, one of Dracula's minions. And um, Aurora almost died. So she was having, like, a bit of a, a crisis, like, an existential crisis. What is life? What does it mean? Where are we? The whole nine yards. And then the next game, Kohlrabi put us all in a um, an amusement park. And that was it. And he gave us tickets to ride rides. And play games to get magical items and healing potions and it was basically like a vacation beach episode because the 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 season was ending and we had such a stressful overwhelming like almost dying episode where all the characters almost died we like it was almost a whole total party kill like it was just this very stressful episode and we thought we were going into this amusement park to like fight clowns or do something like we thought it was going to be crazy and he was like nope you're just going to an amusement park so I had Aurora just get very drunk (laughs) she just drank a whole bunch of alcohol and played a whole bunch of games and it sounds really silly but it was like one of those games where even if I wasn't doing all this like magical stuff and like having all these very epic moments we did a lot of character building in that episode and we did a lot of like role-playing so I got to talk to my fellow players a lot we got to have a lot more moments of like hey how are you feeling about this campaign what's going you know so it was my favorite because it was a little bit more emotional than it was just like running into a dungeon doing the punch uh killing the things <laughs> looting the bodies and then running out so that's probably my most recent favorite is having my character get hilariously drunk on elven wine
0: I want to play that and- I want to join. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play that now. You described like I want to do something like that. That sounds fun, you know. Yeah. I think that's what's interesting to me. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Shadowrun is similar to is a tabletop role playing game, isn't Shadowrun? So that to me fits more of my my interest. It's sort of like sciency and magic-y versus straight, you know, wizardry and I don't know that that time frame. I like sci-fi stuff. Like I even saw. I think Luca was doing an altered carbon tabletop game. I was like, "Holy shit, that sounds amazing!" That's like that's me through and through. I am a sci-fi person. I'm cyberpunk all the way. And so that's well,
1: there are sci-fi elements in D and D right now. There's Warforged. There's a bunch of like cyberpunk, not cyberpunk, kind of like branches. No, 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 no. It's all. It can all be encompassed in one. They're like, yeah, these, yeah. they're like these. They're like these steam-powered. Are they steam-powered? Maybe yes. I don't know. <laughs> but there's like these War characters. It's total like it's kind of steam instead of, but it's, but of it's, su- it's still punky.
0: it's still in that time period though. I'm talking about like you know. Oh, like, you want
1: like flying cars? Futuristic. Yeah,
0: Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah cyber. Yeah. Okay, That's Peter. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know what sci-fi is? Goddamn. Yes, I know. Um.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a ton of different genres. You can go in a million different places. Like, places with all of it. Yeah, there's an alien RPG. There's, um, you can do horror. I'm running a horror game this coming Saturday based on, like, Cthulhu mythos. So if you're into, like, you know, cosmic horror sort of stuff, you can go anywhere with tabletop role-playing games. D&D, you can can even put some of those elements into D&D. I think... The one you were talking about, uh, Shadowrun, isn't is um, isn't
0: that like kind of cyberpunky? Yeah, it's more it's of like, like a, a yeah it's cyberpunky, but there yeah. are magical elements into that. And I remember my friend when I was in elementary school was playing talking about he played with his big brother, and I was like, that's super cool. And then I never got to play it. So, um,
2: yeah.
0: So the one one of the things we're talking about, like that, really got me interested in playing D anD. d Was I stumbled upon this Reddit thread? Where they the group wanted to buy a brothel, and then let me see if I can pull it up here, and that they actually like have rules set up on how like the brothel brings in money, like oh yeah, how to run a D and D business, and that's what they use, and like the fact that 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 stuff was in there, I just thought that was like super cool and. There's just like it's just like endless. It's like
1: endless possibilities. I mean, you you're saying that that's a like a, a one time thing. You see, right now in my Waterdeep campaign, I am a co owner of a soon to be tavern.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's so, just endless possibilities, and the fact that people you can actually probably just Google, even if it's not in the game, you just Google something, and someone's probably already have done it and created some yeah. room for it. Which one of the good things about it being so immensely yeah. popular yeah. now. Yeah. If you're looking for
2: a resource, a good resource that I know a lot of folks use is DMs Guild. Um, mm. It's a website. And they have so much, so much on that website that you literally can go in there and just like in the search bar search like um, D&D Adventures first level forest. And just like whatever is on the website will start. It, it'll be listed there for you. Or uh, D&D tavern running help like and it'll list how to run a business in DD. or um i mean you can just endlessly get stuff from dm skill it's a really great resource and then itch is also a really good itch.io if you're not familiar it does like those are usually indie creators who have um created supplements and various things so you can literally put DD in anywhere you want so you could make DD futuristic and keep magic in it you could 100% do that, and you could use some of those like I know Josh was talking about Warforged and all of that. Like you could use some of those like kind of fancy futuristic Eberron based characters, yep. and you could just be like, yeah, there's rail cars that are run on electric. Do it. Fuck it. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But no. Yeah. So okay. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck
0: it. yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. All right. Curse all you want. Sorry. Right. Um. So that's what that's where I'm getting at. For me, is I'm gonna play D&D. I'm a storyteller. I like. I love creating worlds and t- telling stories, but I got to play d d to understand it. So that's like kind of like where I'm going to. All right. The, la- the last question I really have, since this is sort of for new people, we're talking about how cool it is and how fun it is. But what would you, what would you advise a new player that wants to play do? Like what would be your best advice you could give to them? Uh, Big Cat, I'll let you go since you were sort of new to this, sort of like me. What would be your best advice to give to somebody that's new and is going to play, or wants to play D&D?
3: Don't get intimidated. Like, it it looks big. When you're standing at the front door of the world, it looks big as shit. But once you get into it, you learn how things work, you learn what you can do and what you can't, like it it becomes a lot easier like and don't be afraid to just try something because the worst thing that is, oh hey you can't do that oh okay well then I'll do this Like it, it's it, it looks bigger than it is don't be intimidated just get out there and if you feel like it's something you want to try at least try it but have somebody there to help you walk along if you're not sure
0: I think that's a good I think that's good yeah Brian, what about you? What would you advise a new player that came to you and asked for advice?
4: I would say come in with no expectations because the fun of D and D is the unpredictability of it, uh, and also just let feel the let the game flow as the way you feel you would want to play it. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah,
0: I like that. Josh, what about you?
1: Um, if I was giving advice to a new player that was probably like, no, giving excuses, like, I don't want to do it because it's too complicated.
0: Sounds like like me. Big cat
1: said, like Big Cat said, it's really not that complicated. Once you get into a little, like, just have somebody with you. That's one recommendation I would give. Play with somebody that you know. At least the first time. Play with somebody that you know or a group of people that you know. At least have one person to reference so that you have that comfortability second is drop your inhibitions about do i do a voice what kind of character should i play should i make it extravagant do i want to have red hair like just go wild with your creation and don't nobody's there to judge you nobody's going to be like you're really going to do that voice for your character like no it's your character nobody's like that especially if you're if you're going into a into a positive uh um, environment when it comes to DD. i'm sure that it has happened in the past but i'm i'm positive that now it's less and less common for things like that to happen so that's what i would say is drop inhibitions and try your best to not be shy and play with somebody that you know
0: i think that's good that's good advice that's similar to what my first experience was like chrissy what about yeah. you what would you tell a new player
2: so I always tell new players. Um, my answer is going to be a little bit long-winded. I'm sorry that I talk so much. That's
0: fine. I always tell people, so I should have said this. The more you <laughs> talk, everybody, the more you talk, the more I have to work with. I'd rather have too much to work with when editing than <laughs> not enough. So,
2: <laughs> Listen, I could talk about D&D for hours. <laughs> so um, what do I tell all my new players? So I usually tell them a handful of things. Um, we start out with safety tools, which sounds wild and wacky and weird. But um, I always start out with safety tools no matter what game I'm playing, because um, there are some things that people try to do in d and games that across the board, we, I mean, you touched on it a little bit earlier, like that can be re-traumatizing, triggering, all sorts of stuff. So I always toss out some safety tools and try to touch base with all my players. Like what are some things that across the board you do not want to see in this game? So I just avoid them altogether. Um, I always try to make sure that I have that conversation with new players because I just want safety and comfortability at my table. Um, But I will also say that if I have a brand new player who's never played before and they're like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how it's going to go. I always tell them to sit next to me or as close as possible. So if I'm in person and I'll just help them, like you have me, I'm right there. Like I am, I'm on your team. And I always tell my new players Like you guys are telling a story. I'm here to help you tell whatever story you want to tell. Um, If you have questions, feel free to ask them. If you're too embarrassed to ask them, I provide all of my players with alternate ways to ask me questions. Like you can text me in the middle of the game if you want to. You can DM me on Discord. You can ping me in chat on Zoom, whatever you need to do. Um, So always stay in communication with me. And um, I think the number one thing is to have fun. And that's it. I don't really, I, I try not to overwhelm them, but because they do that themselves. New players, I mean mm-hmm. it's it's an intimidating thing, so
0: we do. Um,
2: yeah, it's intimidating, so I'm like, hey, just have fun and if you do something really bad
0: Like forget your weapons?
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, is, it is up to me as the DM to make that part of your story, and just like Luca did Like, okay, so we're going to say you for the next round you're running back shouting out running back to grab your weapons and then you're back in the front like there was no there was no hiccup in what was happening we didn't stop the game we weren't all like oh come on what (laughs) the hell you know like just if that's up to me you don't worry about that stuff that's for me to worry about
0: so just to reference someone listening what happened was is on my character sheet in DD beyond for whatever reason i did not arm my character so in the middle of the game all I had in my inventory was a pot and it's like something else. So I was like, are we going to go into battle and I only have a fucking pot? Like, what? I was like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and then they were like, wait, what? And then like, you don't have anything equipped? And I was like, okay, yeah. And then so that's what Christy was talking about. She was like, oh, you forgot your weapons back at in- another cart or something go back and get your was it was just like yeah just run of, and grab them yeah and it was it was really funny it was like you know like oh an embarrassing moment but like so if you're going to be a new D player don't be afraid to make mistakes because i probably made the worst one you could probably make i forgot my weapons Forgot to bring my weapons to a battle to a fight so
2: listen i've done some really embarrassing things in the middle of dnd games <laughs> the last game that we played on stream with tpk um was our tyranny of dragons campaign and me and another player were trying to distract a group of like caravans. So we and I, in that game I play like a three and a half foot tall kobold, which is like a tiny mini dragon, um, and uh, kobold, and then I think a fallen Asimar, so like a massive kind of fallen angel, celestial. And to distract these, like, caravans, her and I went behind a bush and made extremely loud, wildly disgusting sounds as if we were uh, shitting our pants from eating bad food. (laughs) And we did that on stream in front of a lot of people. So, like, like you can, like, embarrassing moments are bound to happen. Like, just, you just kind of, I think even Big Cat kind of touched on it. Just, like, embrace it for what it is, so.
0: I'll say, luckily, the, the people from TT, uh, from the from the stream that came over, luckily, they weren't there when that happened. They came after that happened, so we had less people. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> Yeah, all the mm-hmm. folks from TPK popped into chat, I think, after their stream, and they were really excited to see you guys, so.
0: Yeah. That was really cool. So, and then I felt bad because we were talking about like on stream. I usually thank everybody that follows me, but you can't really do that in the middle of d Like, you know, so it was like one of those. I was stressed out because I was trying to get the fucking game together. were late. I couldn't, my, my camera wasn't working. I was ready to punch them in the face. I think I had a, a, an angry moment in the middle of the game. I was like, so I'm sorry. I, I just, it broke me. But um,
3: what's sad is the guy that forgets to his weapon. Ew. What was that? The guy that forgot his weapons got the final kill. It's awful.
0: That's because the timing worked out that way. If I would have brought my weapons in the, begin- in the beginning in then I wouldn't have gotten a kill. So it just worked out. I just I lucked into that.
4: <clears throat>
0: Don't worry, we'll have more times. We'll have more times play big cat. You'll get plenty of kills. I promise you that.
3: As long as I'm getting mauled by a bear again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no
0: promises. Yeah, we yeah, we teamworked, man. We teamwork that bear, man. Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. So um that's all the questions that I have. So first I just want to let everyone know that I'll have check the descriptions below for Chrissy. She has already referenced TBK quite a lot. That's who our DM, Luca is associated with. They do a lot of really cool stuff, obviously just from everything she said. Um, and I would definitely check them out. And then I'll have all the socials. I'll have everything in the descriptions. I'm not going to say it and read it because that would just take forever to do. But um, so Chrissy, big cat, actually, Do you have anything final to say but this is what i typically do i should have said this do you all have anything final final thoughts to say about DD? uh chrissy i'll let you go first
2: um i think all i'll end with is um you know i'm really super grateful you guys gave me a spot at the table it was a ton of fun i had a blast you guys were so much fun to play with um and i would love to do it again um and other than that uh Final thoughts? I mean, you can find me if you really loved Lucas DMing from the other thing. You can find us over at TPK Roleplay. Yeah, you'll see both of us doing all sorts of fun stuff with D&D and any other form of TTRPG.
0: Yes, check the description. It'll be in there and Link will be in there too. Big Cat, any final thoughts about D&D? Um, no, nah, I mean, it's it was, it was
3: a fun experience. It's definitely one I'm looking forward to having it again. Um, I was just reminded that uh, my great aunt had a second edition copy of the D and D handbook. Oh wow! So that might be something I bring out to, to show off. That's really uh, cool. Uh,
0: that's like you know. a, like a generational thing you can like do like a hand me down to you. Like, you know, yeah, through. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's
3: really cool. I just had a I just had another nephew born yesterday, so. It might be something I bring him in with. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome.
4: Brain speed.
0: Any final thoughts?
4: Uh, well, D D is this like any other games? Is this a really fun time? Hey, for everyone around. Yes. You know, I, I, and Yeah. It could be like a gateway drug to more things if you play enough.
0: Well, after listening to Chrissy talk about his other stuff, I'm like, sign me the fuck up. Sign me up yeah. right now.
4: <laughs> so yeah. I just got recommended a list of c like games, like one where your bear's making a heist for Honey, apparently.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, Honey Heist is the best. Yes. yes.
4: I, I've been thinking, that sounds like a game me and my brother would enjoy way too much. We need to get it immediately. That's honey
1: awesome. Heist
2: is amazing. Absolutely.
0: Someone referenced that in our Discord or something, or I don't know, because we had talked about killing a bear, and someone referenced Honey Heist, and I was like... I had no idea what that meant. I was like, oh, okay, now I know. Now it makes sense.
4: Next, um, next, next, nerds, adulting, a Twitch stream, yeah, honey heist. Let's go <laughs>
0: with all that in there. Yeah, Josh, yeah. you have any <clears> final <throat> thoughts on on Dungeons and Dragons?
1: Um, don't don't knock it until you try it. There mm-hmm. is, there is, a spot in the TTRPG realm for every single person from any walk of life and if it's not for you it's not for you but at least try it out these are for the people that are, if you're listening and you're like i'm too scared i'm too intimidated i don't know anybody there are a plethora of resources there are a plethora of groups that play all kinds of games like chrissy crit said she has uh D campaigns that she runs that she tries to focus on a therapeutic aspect of it and I think that that's really cool. And all I'm saying is don't knock it till you try it. And I think it deserves at least everybody's attention. It has, it's been around this long for a reason. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, well said, well said. Uh, my, my final thoughts really is just, um, it's so much fun. Like it, it was such a blast. It was, it was only, I only did one shot for, I can and I just imagine how cool it would be like, Chris you're talking about doing- Long-term campaigns, and I've heard stories about people lose. There's like, there's a Community episode. I don't know if you guys watch Community, but there's a Community episode where uh, one of the players loses the sword because I forgot. You can bring characters to other games, and like this character, he like loses the sword. And they kind of make fun of him a little bit in the episode, but it's still like it's kind of like a real thing, and like you know you get attached to stuff. So I just think the immersion is so cool. It's a lot of fun. And I just, I'm really excited to, to, to do more with it, and I hope to DM at some point, and that's what my ultimate goal is, and that's, that's where I'm headed. So, my final thoughts is just, it's so much fun. Everyone, should like Josh said, should do it at least once or twice, and that's it, that's it. Just have lots of fun. Don't be afraid to play. Just make sure you have a good group. I think my advice for new players is just make sure you have a good group, not a bunch of assholes. <laughs> that that want that are gonna like be mad at you because you're new. But just make sure you have a nice group like we did. We had an awesome group. We all got each other's jokes. We all understood like what this was about and so it was great. So so that being said, Chrissy crits, big cat burning speed, and of course Josh, my co-host. Thank you guys so much. What? This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you all coming here to talk about this. And I hope, actually, Chrissy, I might have to hit you up to DM because I don't know if you're available because Luca's also super busy. So I know you said you were busy too. So maybe we can figure something out because we're need to. we going to do D&D night again. That's, we're going to do community night and D&D night um, in the community. So. Yeah,
2: maybe we can get Luca to play. She's a hilarious player. Oh, yeah, that would She's be great. great. She's a great player. So.
0: Yeah, I would like, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. I'm ready to play let's go i'm ready to go tomorrow night let's go <laughs>
2: i'm
0: ready yeah. i've got the itch
2: yeah. so <laughs> i didn't
0: even get to level up my character like i was asked about that i was super bummed out i was like can we just do it because i want to yeah. but so that being said thank you everybody for for listening hanging out check the description below to to get the links to every there are all the things that we talked about uh tbk well play and all the great stuff that they're doing so and big cat he has his podcast check the well, you know, description for his so check it burning speeds twitch go follow him who recently made affiliate what i say and wait too you made affiliate too we have two that's affiliates right. i did, I did in- make affiliate. so congrats uh, congrats on that so that being said that's the end of today's show thank you all and have a wonderful night it's
2: not stream. i started leaving
0: <laughs> josh even said, don't be shitty so and- oh no <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's your calling card. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to say it and you can edit it.
3: Don't be shitty. Stay hydrated.
1: (laughs) There you go.